Hey, Karen. Hey, Anita. How's it going? You ready to start a podcast this week? I am ready. This week, we are going to be talking about the inherent misogyny in the Republican Party and specifically the attacks on Taylor Swift and the threat that women have against the GOP in the upcoming election. We are going to talk about Donald Trump, his record, what we know about him, and the threat that he poses to our country in 2024, should he be reinstalled. Today, Anita, I am happy Mm -hmm. to announce that we are joined by our very own Mima Sue Cohen, otherwise known as Sue from Rockville. She uh, flew in from Australia to join us. Um, (laughs) I actually flew in from New Zealand. It's even further. New Zealand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. New Zealand. My bad. (laughs) Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I love the podcast, and I'm very happy to be a small part of it. Oh, well, well, thank you. Thank you for being here. We're happy to have you. Um, So, you know, we're talking about the thing all week has been uh, with Taylor Swift, you know, and all of these uh, misogynist pigs um, on the right going after her. Um, And so I do have a soundbite that I wanted to play that is actually, um, this is uh, Fox Sports' Colin Cowherd. It was all over social media. I just want to play that for us. I love him. Drake on everything. Spike Lee, Knicks games, M&M's, Michigan sporting events. We celebrated. 80s, 90s, Jack Nicholson, Laker games is cool. Saw Jack. But a talented and beautiful woman is on the air. One who would never pay attention to lonely men, and it bothers them. There's a stat out there, it's kind of uncomfortable for you sad guys, that 50% of men never have real intimacy with a woman. That means the other 50% have multiple intimate relationships with women. And those ones that don't are angry and sad and lonely, and they are often misogynistic and resent women who didn't give them the time they think they deserve. We celebrate all these goofballs jumping on tables in Buffalo and cheese hats and men and men and Matthew McConaughey and Drake and Jack Nicholson, men and men and men and Eminem and it's cool and can I get a selfie and I can't believe I saw. And a young, attractive, beautiful, talented woman comes on for 25 seconds. And you're bothered. Again, judge people by the silly things that bother them. This says nothing, this anger. This says nothing about Taylor Swift. It says everything about the men bothered by it. Yeah, that was on Fox Sports. That's kind of remarkable because that's a different audience, too. He's speaking to. Right, right. It's not a political audience. It's just, and and, and Rachel Bittacoffer talked about this, how 
this thing with Ray, uh, Taylor Swift has has g- gotten another a whole new audience, just kind of aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 honestly, all they're doing by constantly attacking her is just these people that probably didn't pay much attention to politics are now like, why are they, you know, attacking her? Mm-hmm. I like Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, I think it's hilarious. Honestly, it I is <laughs> absolutely hilarious. I mean, nothing says pathetic like a grown man threatened by a young woman who happens to be successful. And I love the fact that they've stuck themselves in a lose-lose situation because either they are going to root against Kansas City, which means they're rooting for Nancy Pelosi's 49ers. Yes. That's right. That's so they right. don't know what they're going to do. They don't know how much beer they can drink. I guess they're <laughs> going to just watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, I guess. I guess I so. Um, but you know they're going to be paying attention. But but I have created a little, little card that I hand out to all these little incels and magazines morons Mm -hmm. and I give it to them and I'm like look I see your panties your little snowflake panties are all in a twist Mm -hmm. because some young woman happens to tell people that young people to vote yes the the crime of Taylor Swift is she encourages young people to vote and what threatens them is the fact that we know that young people lean democratic young people are tolerant they're loving Mm -hmm. they're accepting they want climate change they want gun control they want everything that the democratic party stands for and they want nothing absolutely nothing from Trump or Russia or the Republican Party, but then I repeat myself. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not only that, that she told people to vote. She also endorsed uh, Joe Biden in 2020. She came out against, she for, for reproductive rights for women. Mm-hmm. She's dating a guy that took a knee for Colin Kaepernick, who did a Bud Light ad. And then um, he also, and then he endorsed, I mean, he's, he did a Pfizer ad. There's a lot of things going on here. She also has put herself out there a number of times. Mm -hmm. She came out against Marshall Blackburn, against Republicans. She's been very vocal, pro-LGBTQ. She's just a decent person. Mm -hmm. And you can't be a decent person to be a MAGA. A hundred percent. This, again, yes. And, of course, all the things she represents because she represents her generation. Right. Who that's right. that? My grandkids, my granddaughters are Swifties. Mm-hmm. And that's who they are. My 16-year-old will register to vote in a year, um, mm-hmm. about a year and a couple months. And you know what she's going to do? She's going to register as a Democrat, like her mom, like her dad, like her older mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. Because she knows her Mima over here did, isn't really giving her a choice. No. <laughs> well, that's true, too. We kind of indoctrinate yeah. our kids that way. Well, and but. I think, she, yeah, she totally stands or symbolizes for these guys, you know, well... The Republican Party and they're, you know, running around um, passing legislation, putting in Supreme Court justices to um, enact or overturn Roe v. Wade. It's clearly about controlling women. And here you have this woman who is such Mm -hmm. just has so much talent, is self-made. She has taken the music world by the balls, award after award after award, dates who she wants to date. Write songs about who she wants to write songs about, you know, and they just have such and she's beautiful 
And that just <laughs> makes them feel certain things. That, And then when she comes out and she endorses the people and supports the people and is an ally to the people that they hate, that really bothers them. And here's a good contrast. Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Springsteen has had a 50-year career. He is one of the most ardently pro-union mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. in the music business who makes no bones about his... Pro- his he endorsed Obama. He endorsed Biden. He's yep. going to endorse Biden again. He goes out there. He collects money for poor people. Mm-hmm. Every concert of his... How, how much of a backlash has any of these exactly. Never. Name one. Never. Because he's yep. a guy. And yes. guys can do it, but women can't. <laughs> this has gone on, you know. Um, you know, Gloria Steinem said that uh that older women are the only group that women are the only group that grow more radical with age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which I say, boy howdy. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true. That is true. I that. That's true. It's like, listen, no more bullshit. You know, it's like we we got your sperm. We have our babies. <laughs> you know, it's, you know like, it's interesting because there that new poll that came out had women, uh, Biden up with women and leading among women by 22 points. over yes. Trump. People are hearing this. I mean, Seriously. he was up like five or 10 points from the last time they did this poll. It was a Quinni- Quinnipiac poll. Mm hmm. And uh, women are, are are angry, and women are seeing what's going on. I mean, after the the Eugene Carroll verdict, mm-hmm. I think just something, and also, of course, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, something broke in the Republican Party. They are they are out of their minds now. Mm-hmm. They just keep doing the same stupid things. That they're just pissing women off more. They keep doing these these abortion. They're making it even worse in in states like Texas and in states like South Carolina where there are places in Texas where you can be arrested traveling while pregnant? Yeah, I, th- I think that, um, first of all, I do not want understand women who vote against other women. Right. I, I'm absolutely puzzled by women who are willing to deny fellow women their rights. Mm-hmm. That it absolutely baffles me. I sort of understand it in terms of uh, intellectually, but emotionally, I cannot get with anybody who would say it's okay for me, but not for thee. Right. I understand the men who may choose, who think they know. Mm-hmm. But let me reiterate um, abortion. My my two simple rules. I've always felt that it's important to keep in mind that the issue of abortion is simply reduced to two rules. Mm-hmm. Rule one: If you do not believe in abortion, mm-hmm. don't, don't have, have one. Them. Right. No yeah. one is forcing you right. to terminate a pregnancy you want. If you want to be pre- get pregnant and you want that That's baby, right. you will can have that baby if you're lucky and your health is good and all goes well. And if you don't believe in abortion, don't have one. That's right. And the second rule is very simple. If you have a dick, don't be one. Right. <laughs> you I see also want to talk about the number of women who are being forced to give birth to the rapist baby. Yes. Oh, my gosh. 63,000 of them. Yep. 26,000. Remember Greg Abbott said he was going to eliminate rape here in Texas? So yes. Don't worry. We can do this abortion ban. Yep. With no exceptions. Yep. Even though there's exceptions to bullshit. And we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. He, and, well, guess what? The, Texas leads the country in women tw- women being forced to give birth to the rapist baby. Twenty Over 26,000 women in Texas were forced to give birth, birth to the rapist baby since uh, Texas banned abortion. Yeah. So I, I I honestly I, I honestly am 
a, a little astounded that the women of Texas, and I know that means you too, Anita, have yeah. not gone on a general strike and shut the damn state down. Stop working, everyone. Stop working and then throw him out. Um, throw out him and Patrick and, oh, that disgusting action. I don't understand mm -hmm. how so many women have ceded that autonomy. But I live in a blue state. I've always lived in a blue state. I've always surrounded myself. I mean, I've lived in New York, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. And I, you know, I could not have raised my children in a state where losing rights. I could not have lived my, for myself um, without having full blue access to mm -hmm. the yeah. rights guaranteed in our Constitution to yep. all of us. Mm -hmm. Well... The problem in Texas is we're not as as red as people think we are. Mm -hmm. We have a we have a voter suppression problem here, of course. Yep. We have extreme gerrymandering. The Republicans have gotten hold of the state and they've made it impossible for Democrats to win in it, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So there are so many things against Democrats winning in Texas. I mean, was it Ken Paxton, the Attorney General, mm -hmm. that should be in prison? Yes, was, was bragging about how. Texas would have been like Georgia and gone for Biden mm -hmm. had it not been for the, them stopping vote by mail. Yeah. You can't vote by mail in Texas unless you're um, disabled and then you have to prove it. And there's a whole process you have to go through. I know because I've had to do it mm -hmm. or you're over 65. It's very difficult to vote by mail here. I mean, in Houston, they've rigged it so that whatever Houston votes for, they can change the outcome. Yep. They can decide. Yeah. The Republican legislature can decide. We don't like the way you voted, Houston. You know, what I'd love to see is not Biden shut down the border. I'd love Biden to have federal troops come and arrest Greg Abbott, Dan Patrick, and Ken, Ken yes. Paxton. And show, oh, show yeah. this country that federal overseas yes. states and that he has no, they have no right to try to circumvent or ignore Supreme Court rulings, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's that. where I want to see a show of force. So yeah. at, at well, what point do you think that that is going to happen? Because we know that that's what should happen. What At what point do you feel that that is going to happen? You know, because we're in a, an election. I don't year, know. You know? I don't know, but let me just say something. Arizona and California also board uh, have border with Mexico. They're not having this problem. This is a Greg Abbott problem. Yes, this is a Jesus problem. Yeah, that's correct. Here's what I trust about Biden, even though people have a hard time remembering this. He's my oldest daughter will be 51 this month. My oldest kid. Mm -hmm. And Joe Biden has been in Washington and in, in government service since her birth. Wow. Her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. She, he has been in Washington. He knows the ins and outs of working, you know, on the Hill with mm -hmm. Congress as a congressman, a senator, a VP, a president. And so even though I would like him to have done it yesterday, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to trust that he I knows how yeah. to play the game mm -hmm. to get the things he needs. Yeah. And the level of success he has achieved in three years, which is Unbelievably astounding. Yes. Not um, and for completely it. underreported, yes. as mm -hmm. you know. Yes. Um, it, what you're seeing, at least, is the fracturing, some fracturing in the Republican Party and how <laughs> they, they're bringing themselves down. Yeah. You see arch conservatives like Dan Crenshaw or conservatives like James Langford yep. going after yep. their own Tom members. Pillis. 
Finally. Tom Tillis. Exactly. Right. Well, and I love that the media and, you know, that it's being exposed that they are taking their marching orders from Donald Trump. Trump. This is this is a shadow government that is going on. I think that we need to make more of that, that this is I know this is a big threat. This is that. Listen, the Confederacy is is alive and well in the Republican Party. These yeah. people are, I mean, this man led an insurrection, okay? He is using the courts at every turn to try and delay, delay, delay so that there is no justice. And I'm sorry, I don't know about you, but the DOJ, and it is what it is, we can't do anything to change it. But my God, fuck Merrick Garland and the DOJ for not starting right out of the and gate. He, they should have appointed an IG to go well, to also, investigate this. They're also telling them to ignore the Supreme Court. Yeah. Can you imagine if a blue state tried to just ignore the Supreme Court? Yeah. Court, like after Roe v. Wade was overturned? Yeah. No. This is just like, but they've done this before, Karen. Mm-hmm. George Wallace, you know, segregation now, segregation forever. Yeah. Yep. This is nothing so, new. It's the same type of, they're fascists. They've always been fascists. Especially here in the South. So there's two pieces I want to add to this. Um, First of all, I I think it's really important for us to keep the focus on the GOP because Trump never changed them. He revealed them. Exactly. This is who they have always Mm -hmm. been at their core. Mm -hmm. Trump just let their freak flag fly. You know, he just said, go for it. I am the worst of the worst of a human being, and you now have permission to be your own worst miserable selves. Um, And you'll still have these people supporting you. Well, I'll I, because there's a, a pipeline of money. Right. People still what? have not recognized how much money has gone from Russia into the coffers of the Republican Party, not just Trump. Mm-hmm. Well, and they've been exposed, and they're now they're finally having the comeuppance of the radicalizing the base. Anita and I were talking about that a little bit earlier, that it is it's not even so much as Donald. It's the base. It is yeah. the base. They have radicalized this base. They yeah, have cultivated them. them. They have made them so angry and pointed it, a finger at other people. Right. And, and, and they it was continue. always there. Yeah. Yep. It was right. always well, there. Russia took advantage of that. Yes. 100%. The rich get richer. Mm-hmm. And don't pay their taxes, which falls on the burden of the middle and working classes, who then are told to beware of the lowest class because they're coming after yep. them. It's been always the GOP poison sure. of hate and lies and ignorance and beware of the people that are always pointing down rather than looking up at the yes. billionaires who are robbing them blind. Yes. It's a southern uh, strategy. Yeah. It's always been. I do want to add one thing. So I took a two-week break, and mm-hmm. and Karen and Anita, you know, is someone who also is a regular caller into Stephanie Miller. Me stepping away from politics for two weeks is a major, major big deal. But I sort of promised myself I would take full advantage of this in once-in-a-lifetime, you know, bucket list trip that Peter and I did. Mm-hmm. And I would just keep an eye out, but I did no posting. Uh, people were looking for me. I'm didn't even respond. Um, and I can tell you that coming back at two weeks, the, I came back when uh, E. Jean Carroll was awarded the $83.3 million. That was like, okay, we're going home in a day. I got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm back. Yeah. But what I observed by stepping back mm-hmm. is that we do have two 
dire threats to American democracy. Mm-hmm. One is, of course, the Republican Party. Yep. They absolutely are embracing fascism. Trump's cult loves it. They want him to be a dictator. They're proud of saying that, which makes them completely un-American. But as we continue to discuss and we expose as often as we can, especially on media busters, and God love how much mm-hmm. we miss Eric Bowler every yeah. darn day, yep. um, corporate media, as or as I call them, the GOP lapdogs, mm-hmm are doing their best to keep normalizing Trump, yep. to keep normalizing fascism. To, and New York Times may be the worst because yeah. they support oh, the credibility. <laughs> you know who Fox and Newsmax right. and all those morons are? You know where they're going to come in, OAN and stuff. But it's when the papers who have had the tradition of being, you know, the old gray lady, the standard around the world, the Washington Post, the home of Watergate. But they're not the home of Watergate. They're owned by Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. And their leash is very short. And the New York Times back in 1924 a hundred years ago, was talking about how Hitler learned his lesson. I know. He's come yeah. out of jail and yeah. has now gone home and is out of politics forever. They have always and normalized. He was doing a good job in Germany. They also, yeah. So, so. we have to vigilantly mm-hmm. expose mm-hmm. the corporate media. You know, what, yeah. what did... Um, what well, did Les Moonves say in 2016? And I promise to shut up. He said, Donald Trump is terrible for America, but he's really very good yes. for the bottom line. Of yeah, he's very good for that. And also, Joe Biden is is challenging the status quo. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing. Yep. Because he's 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 raising corporate taxes. He's not he's turning around. Uh, throwing out the trickle-down economics, finally. Finally, mm-hmm. 40 yep. years of that. Yep. And he's, he's standing, he stood on the picket line yep. with the UAW. Yep. All I these mean, things talk, that people, presidents used to be afraid of doing. Yes, and talk and about... Talk, he gets up for that. Talk about messaging, democratic messaging. Everything, all of the policies, you know, and, and I know, Anita, mm-hmm. you can rattle everything off. The most progressive policies passed yep. by any modern right since fdr and you know and yet the mainstream media still successfully can peddle this narrative that joe biden is old and get democrats i had a conversation yesterday um we go to the opera once a month my dad and my stepmom and my um sister and we go and enjoy the opera and then we go out and we have dinner and they have a, a friend who accompanies um them as well and he, he's done this a couple times where he's parroting this narrative about Joe Biden not being well, not being, he, he votes Democratic. He will vote Democratic. Yeah. But even he is sitting there talking about Joe Biden being too old and talking about who, I know could, I've we, heard that from who Democrats. could we possibly have yeah. that would be younger. It drives me crazy. And, and I know. And yeah. I'm just like, and so I, of course, and my dad, it was so funny because he was like, like, you know, patting my back because he knew what was coming. <laughs> and I just like oh, let him have it. I said, I don't understand. You're sitting here with my dad who's 85 years old. He <laughs> teaches snowboarding. He runs. He um kayaks. He canoes. He bicycle bikes. Joe Biden bikes. He is perfectly capable 
of and he's got vast experience. He is the one of the most qualified and experienced people to ever hold the office of the presidency. And he has gotten all of these things accomplished. It is the media. If it's not getting out there, people are not aware of it. It's well, it's the also media. on the left, though. I see these progressives yeah. that don't want to give him credit. And it drives me crazy because Joe Biden is doing all these things that they say they they this is what they stood for. This is what they were all about was, you know, standing with with uh, labor unions. Mm-hmm. That's what Joe Biden has done. Yep. He actually appointed a labor board, uh, the most pro labor labor board we've had in since FDR. Right. He has he, he, he enacted some rules so that if the corporate head um, union fight, if they if they want to start a union mm-hmm. and they interfere with it, uh, the union is automatically wins that mm-hmm. fight. The union is automatically established. So, I mean, I don't understand. There's so many different things. And the things that he hasn't gotten done, we had the child tax credit. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. That was that uh, decreased child poverty by 40%. All these wonderful things. These people were getting three, $250 to $300 a month per child. There was no means testing, yep. which is always a problem. Yep. And the only reason why we didn't continue it was because Republicans blocked it. And uh, he's also doing... Um, with pharmaceutical companies, he's he's negotiating prices with, for Medicare, for pharmaceuticals. For how long have we been asking Democrats to do that? This episode of True Blue Politics is brought to you by Night Sky Woodworks, featuring gorgeous products like cutting boards, cheese and charcuterie boards, and beautiful tea light holders, all finely handcrafted in their Chicago, Illinois wood shop all of which have eye-catching designs and make the perfect complimentary piece for any kitchen or living room. If you use code TRUEBLUE, T-R-U-B-L-U, at checkout on their Etsy shop, you get 10% off any order, which is a pretty good deal if you ask me. Go check out their in-stock designs today or message your custom order request on their Etsy shop today by visiting etsy.com slash shop slash night sky woodworks n-i-t-e-s-k-y-e woodworks and use code t-r-u-b-l-u at checkout for 10 percent off we couldn't do this without our loyal listeners and love hearing from you so please give us some stars and a review if you are so inclined wherever you get this podcast True Blue Politics is sponsored by our wonderful True Blue crew of listeners and our supporters on Patreon. As a small startup podcast, our Patreon members help us pay the bills to keep our podcast running and also allow us to keep investing in equipment upgrades for even better quality content in the future. When you sign up as a monthly True Blue Crew member at even just $5, you instantly unlock our private True Blue pod chat and full episodes a day earlier than everyone else without ads in the middle. Upwards from there, we've made even more perks available, like having your name shouted out at the end of our show and a personal Zoom call with me and Anita to discuss ways to overthrow the GOP. If you would like to become a Patreon subscriber at any level, go to patreon.com slash trueblue, T-R-U-B-L-U, politics podcast. And thank you very much. So let's circle back to the answer to the question about Joe Biden's age. Right. Because it, it harkens, 
it goes right back to the issue of Republican misogyny. Mm-hmm. All right, they're terrified. There is a young person who's going to be president if anything happens to Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Her name happens to be Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. She is supremely qualified to take over if need be. Yep. She's the vice president and has been for the last few years. She was a prosecutor. She was an attorney general. She was a senator. She is extremely well steeped and knowledgeable in both, uh, you know, domestic and and um, foreign affairs. And she herself would make an excellent POTUS. Oh, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're terrified because the misogyny. Yes. And it's racism. Not just that Joe is old, but God forbid a woman, woman. gets yeah. from the bisset in the Oval Office. Mm-hmm. That's so it, it it all comes full circle. Every time you scratch a little bit of the surface, what you find is the hate that that deeply bred hatred of women. Yes. yes. Especially strong women. Yes. Um I, I recommend people look on Lincoln Project. Uh they did a whole thread yesterday on strong women who scare Trump and the GOP. Mm-hmm. And you can see why. And they go through each person um, from our Supreme Court justices mm-hmm. to Hillary Clinton. You know, yes. and Hitler Swift and all that. I do want to just go one back one thing. The other thing is that E.J. Dion, who is a wonderful yeah, writer yeah. for the Post, mm-hmm. did a yeah. great piece uh, early in the week. I, I think actually it was maybe over the weekend. And I'm just going to read the this. This is a message to his fellow members of the media. Um, it is time for everyone, media especially, to face up to the actual choice mm-hmm. between constitutional democracy and authoritarianism, between yeah. a normal human being and a self-involved spiteful madman, between a government that has performed well and a regime that would gyrate from one personal obsession to another. Mm. That's what this election is about. Yes. yes. And let me and, just say, and we're going to, well I, will, I will go ahead and link to that. I want to link to the Lincoln Project and we'll link to that as well. If you can, you know, send me that. Um, I do. And also, I just want to say, speaking to the misogyny, this is how widespread misogyny is. Even the two candidates in the Republican Party, the abhorrent things that Nikki Haley said about President Obama and about and about about and basically Kamala Harris too, alluding to Kamala Harris, you know, yeah. and yeah, we're going to have another one of them. I can't remember another the one exact. Of, yes. No, Obama was so divisive and now we, don't, yes. we can't have another one. Yes. We can't have another one of those. Does Nikki Haley know she's not white? <laughs> I guess she yeah, doesn't. Right? Yeah. I mean, she, and, and Kamala Harris is of Indian descent or two. So. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. Her first name is Nimrata. Nimrata. Yeah. Nimrata. Exactly right. Um, and Donald Trump won't let you forget that. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. This, this, this disconnect, this emotional and intellectual disconnect that they gyrate themselves into the, the GOP mm-hmm. would be funny if it wasn't so dangerous to us. Yes. Yeah. It used to be funny because they've been like this for a long time. But now it's become like it, it has become a threat to yes. democracy itself. Yes. They've always been working towards this. It's just that they finally got somebody who was shameless enough 
to, you know, just like, you know, just say it out loud. Yeah. And if we didn't know, you know, of course, like we kept hearing in the lead up to 2016 that it's like, oh, it'll be okay. There are guardrails. And even the mainstream media was peddling that bullshit narrative that it's like there are going to be people around him, handlers and, you know, people that know more about it. And of course, you know, he'll take guidance, right? He's not, he has no ability to have anybody guide him through anything. Okay, he is the people a, that work for him are coming out and telling us how dangerous he is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I want to play this. This is, um, you know, so we'll kind of move in um, now to who Donald Trump has always been and who he still is. And we're just going to let George Conway kind of talk a little bit here. And, and who I, I unfortunately had to watch over the last several years. It's the same Donald Trump. He is, as Judge Kaplan Uh, The presiding judge in this case said he's somebody who can't control himself. And he can't control himself because he's a deeply disturbed, a deeply morally bereft human being who has no conscience, has no morality, has no empathy, has no remorse, and is sadistic, as we saw during the trial. And as the jurors saw in the trial, right in front of their very eyes, that he had nothing but contempt for the woman that he raped and libeled and defamed so many times. This is a sick man. He is a bad man. And what's most disturbing about this is that so, so many people make this about politics, that they, they want to support him for whatever reason or because they've done it in the past, and they pretend that he is not who he is. And many of them, I mean, some of them are ignoramuses, but many of them in the upper reaches of his political party know better. They know who he is. They talk about who he is behind closed doors. They know he is an evil man. They know he is a sick man. They talk about his his mental deficiencies, his, his psychological disorders. They talk about what a pathological liar he is. And then when somebody asks them to go on the record to talk about it, they say, oh, no comment. I didn't see the tweet. They say, like a presidential candidate recently did, I haven't been following the case or something like that. And they're all lying, lying to protect a pathological liar. And it's, it's about time that these people look themselves in the mirror and start telling the truth. Okay, it's better for them in the long run to start telling the truth and admit that they've been covering up for a sexual predator, a criminal, a thief, a man who does not deserve to hold any office, let alone the highest office in the land. But this is, again, it's not about politics. It's about right and wrong. And people need to start looking at it that way. Well, Start telling the truth. These are the same people that they want to try and tell us are going to be. They were the checks. They were going to be the checks and balances. They were going to be the guardrails, right? These same people that he's talking about. That even when there's a little bit of accountability here, finally, this motherfucker is getting some accountability. Okay. Uh It, by the way, in the court of law, the, the party of law and order, right. And Mitch McConnell saying that he will be held accountable for what he's done. Right. No. Yeah. Well, you know, what bothers me is these mentally ill people that are supporting him. They have monetized mental illness. That's what the Republican party have done. They have, the, these, the mentally ill people, you see them all the time. They play these clips of these people. They're delusional. Yep. They're 
paranoid and they've managed to just you know use these people and so get can them I give to, you guys I'm sorry go ahead Anita no go ahead go ahead I was say, can I give you a brief history lesson on Donald Trump mm-hmm. please do yes so please <laughs> those of us who lived in New York City in the 70s knew who Donald Trump was mm-hmm. from day one he was a slimy grifter he was a self-promoting ignorant fool who would do anything for some attention mm-hmm. and profiled himself. He had fake names that he would call and write to the, call up newspapers and places. He used John Barron and other Barron. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always self-promoting. But I have some inside information because what people see, what the press has failed to do in terms of doing failing due diligence will never be forgiven by me. And this is why I fight as hard as I can, because Donald Trump went to Fordham University for two years and flunked out. Mm -hmm. His big brother then was BFFs with the head of UPenn's admissions and paid to have his brother admit. Is that is that Mary's dad? Um, I. Cannot remember which brother it was. It might yes, have been, yes, it was. Yeah, okay. yes, it was the older brother. Yeah. yeah. So he paid his buddy, got him into Penn. Now the Wharton School is not a math. He did not get his MBA from Wharton. He got a finance degree from the University of Penn slash Wharton School. Mm-hmm. And the way he got it is he bought test results. And since we know. Somebody within our our larger family who attended classes with him. The fact is he didn't attend classes. He didn't go to school. He had no friends at Penn. Every weekend he got in his big blue Cadillac or whatever color it was, drove back to New York City where he could get hyped up. And the New York Times was always happy to put him in the society columns everywhere. There's good old Page six, yeah. Page six or whatever it was. So he barely graduated, and that's why you've never seen his uh, his CV. You've never seen his real GPA. Mm-hmm. He barely graduated. His parents couldn't handle him, which is why he went to med- uh, to military school. And um, so here's a guy who inherited what four hundred million dollars and pissed yep. it all away. Six bankruptcies, a failure at every level, but he was white. He was rich Mm -hmm. and he knew how to play the game and he had powerful people around him who were into him, like Roy Cohn, Mm -hmm. who worked for Joe McCarthy. And if you don't know who Roy Cohn is, look it up because the words scumbag and Roger Stone Mm -hmm. go right with them. Mm -hmm. So here you have a guy who continues to get, despite all his failures, he's barely able to read. Mm -hmm. As a child development specialist, um, I, I would tell you, I'm absolutely sure he has ADHD. He has attentional issues. He can't stay focused. He's barely literate. I think he's dyslexic. I've seen him switch letters over and over again. So he's gotten away with basically murder, which is why he could boast that. And then when he really ran out of money from the American side, Russia stepped in and started giving him hundreds of millions of dollars through, Mm -hmm. you know, through Deutsche Bank and through... And just ask the people over in Scotland, mm-hmm. his, his, they were not getting paid. And all of a sudden, over a three-month period, they went from getting no money to getting paid in cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eric bragged about how they were getting all their money from Russia. And that is true. So then you keep going forward. And let me just go, last thing I want to say about how terrible the press is, is that without a doubt, in November of 2019, Trump suffered a small stroke. Mm-hmm. 
the emergency visit to Walter Reed, yep. and all you had to do was observe the right side weakness, the slurred speech. When he walked down that ramp at West Point, it mm -hmm. was because he was recovering. Why did he need two hands to hold a glass? All of this was evident. Mm -hmm. Now, it's one thing for the press to be respectful of FDR, who had polio, and not photograph him in a wheelchair. It is another thing to point out that a man with major physical and mental deficits was running this country, and they were protecting him. Mm -hmm. And those deficits, yes. especially mentally, have continued to unfold. Yes. And again, I will remind people that a wonderful psychiatrist named Dr. Bandy Lee and a group yeah. of other psychiatrists and medical professionals formed a group, Duty to Warn. Duty to Warn, so, yes. To let people know that he was a clear and present danger, yes. that he lacked the mental capacity. That's right. right. That came out of Nazi Germany, the Duty to Warn, because mm -hmm. of the, the, what, the danger that they saw could happen yes. if they didn't warn people of this kind of behavior, of this kind of malignant, narcissistic sociopath. I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. And I appreciated this too. The other day when you called Stephanie and you said, you know, um, you've never been afraid of, of Donald Trump. I'm the same way. I don't fear him. I've never feared him. I don't understand these people that do fear him. He has a crazy base. He has a crazy base that is willing to do violence for him. That's yes. what people really are afraid of. But as far as cognitive, I hear a lot of times, oh, he's lost a step. No, he has been like this. He's yes. always been like this. There's something wrong with him. Yes. Yes. That's why this they wrote that book. There's something wrong with him. Yes, and we've had warning after warning after warning all throughout his entire uh tenure. Rachel Maddow yeah. did a master class in, in, in showing and connecting all the dots and showing everybody mm -hmm. his his ties to Russia, um, all of the criminality that was going on while he was in the White House and then Bill Barr covering up for him and and et cetera, et cetera. And the, you know, the cognitive um, problems and, you know, on oh, and yeah. on. And this Bill man has talked about it now. Yeah. Now we talk yeah. about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. 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 Now we're All these Thanks people, they're like John Kelly telling us how horrible is and he should never be allowed to be president again. Yeah. He shouldn't hold any office no, at all. He, we don't. He's, look, not, he's got he's got fucking classified documents strewn all over Mar-a-Lago, and then he's waving them around. We're about to we're we're at, at the brink of war with Iran, and who knows what you know? Oh. He was waving around our war strategies with Iran and our vulnerabilities. Yeah, who knows what they know? He's just a bully. He's a stupid, ugly bully. I mean, there's no redeeming qualities. I keep saying, Nothing. what nope. I don't understand how people fall in love, fall in love with strong no. men and bullies, and somehow think that connotes strength when all it really connotes right. is weakness. Yes. Yeah, that's why E. Jean Carroll's words were so powerful. He is nothing. He was He's nothing. nothing. He re it is time for the for the press to wake the fuck up. Right. Uh -huh. Well, and, and start protecting the American people. Yep. Yep. Uh, and she, they're going to be sorry if they don't, because they're one of the people. The uh, first things he's going to destroy is the freedom of the press. One hundred. So can I tell you guys a, a Nazi story? Go ahead. Tell us the Nazi story. Okay, so for any of your listeners who don't don't know this, and I'm sure almost everyone has heard me, I am the daughter of Holocaust survivors. And as such, I feel I bring a unique perspective into the issues, which is why we're not going to talk about Israel today in Gaza and Hamas. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That would be another podcast. Yeah, because my surviving clan are all Israelis, so um, I get yeah. a lot of information. But that is for another day. So my parents were 
slave laborers. They lived in the city of Łódź, which is L-O-D-Z, so I'm going to pronounce it Łódź, even though it's Woods if you're Polish. And that became a ghetto, a slave labor ghetto. And for five years, my parents were slaves. They were not paid. They watched people being killed and tortured around them. And my father was in the resistance. And my father monitored a secret radio. So, and any kind of information that went to the Jewish people in the ghetto was illegal, 100% shut down illegal. Over the course of the five years, there were four crystal, crystal sets of radios that they were able to construct, and two of them were discovered, and many people were killed. But the, light, the, the, re, the resistance line never broke, mm-hmm. never broke. And when my parents were liberated in June, January of 45, that radio is now at a, a museum north of Haifa called the Ghetto Fighters Resistance Museum. Mm-hmm. That's a side story. The story I want to tell is that the when the, the ghetto, which was a walled-off, barbed-wire part of the city of Lodz, where Jews had been, was filled with hundreds of thousands of Jews from around Europe. German Jews, Polish Jews, Austrian Jews, French, anyone, you know, they put in there, they needed laborers. And um, my father always spoke about the German Jewish veterans who came off the trains. And he said they would walk into the ghetto and they came in wearing their German World War One uniforms. Yep. They always considered themselves Germans first and Jews second. They could not understand how the German army and the SS looked at them as the enemy when they were fellow soldiers. Mm-hmm. So they marched in there certain, absolutely certain the SS would go, oh, duh, I'm sorry, come join us. We didn't realize you're really one of us. Mm. Yeah. And my father would just always shake his head and laugh and say, yeah, they were the first to go. They never lasted long. Yeah. Because the yeah, Germans sensing a threat just killed them outright. Yes. Or yeah. they committed suicide when they realized they had no value to them. Yes. And so to all of the, anyone who's listening or anyone who has a family member who's a Trumper, who thinks this can't happen to them, that it's fine to have a dictatorship because it won't affect them, mm-hmm. wake up. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. next. Yes. Yeah. I, I saw um, a, a story about uh, a true story about a German Jew who had a shop. I can't remember what the shop was, but he, they, the, when the, the Nazis showed up, he came out in his full uniform from uh-huh. World War One, and he thought, yeah, this would protect him. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. of course they beat the hell out of him. And he actually did go back inside and he killed himself. Yep. 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 My father saved, well, the, there's a whole other story, which is not, no time for about the end of it, where my father was directly responsible for saving about 750 lives. Mm-hmm. But wow. every day he would go downstairs after listening. My father learned English, French, Russian, in addition to Yiddish and Polish, because he would monitor the news. And my joke to him always was, well, Dad, what language do you dream in? And he'd go, all of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What was your dad's dad. name? What was his name? What is My his dad's name? name was Abraham Letterman, L-E-D-R. And his name is on the radio. I love a show. Um, but it, so it is a very mm-hmm. meaningful yes. artifact and a relic for us. It is profoundly moving. Yeah, I bet. But I just wanted to say... Um, 
I'm sorry. Uh, it's just people, that was a profound just, story, though. So, oh, so what would happen is he would listen to a broadcast, and then he'd make his way downstairs, and he would start to pass the news. And one guy would say to him every night when my father would transmit the information, he'd say, "Now that's my dinner, and I can live another day." Hmm. Wow. Information. Yeah. Yes. And so for this media to willfully keep information see i get very yeah yeah go for it yeah yeah when when i know the risk yes the bravery and the risks people took to keep information alive my antipathy and contempt for modern american media literally has no bounds absolutely Again, I will well, tell them to wake up. Yes, and so if we bring that into the current day, so these blacks for Trump, these women who, Trumpers, these Latinos for Trump, okay, you are not protected. They mm-hmm. will, you will not be protected. And so when when we are talking about Taylor Swift this morning, it is absolutely not only good for business but imperative. As American citizens, if you are in the arts, you must speak up. If you are in the media, you must speak up. We have the whole reason that we started this podcast when we did was because we wanted to add our voices to the many voices, to your voice, Sue, to um, all of the amazing podcasters um, Mm -hmm. that we listen to and align ourselves with. Um, to the progressive media. It's very small percentage of the media, but it is there. And um, I am so excited. This is my exciting news for you. Okay. Um, to share with you guys um, that there is a programming change at our beloved WCPT, 820 AM, Chicago's Progressive Talk Radio, starting on Monday. Um, we will have our beloved Richard Chu, Richard from Chicago. He will be taking over the 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central Standard Time time slot. And that will be starting this Monday. Right. That is great news. That um, is great news. And, and so he will be the lead in for Stephanie Miller at 8 a.m. <laughs> that, that is great news. So let me let me um, my la- I want to thank you guys for letting me be here and letting me go on uh, and listening to my words. But I'm going to finish with the words of someone else, a, a lovely man named Mohammed Safa. The best voting advice. Voting isn't marriage. It's public transport. You're not waiting for the one. You're getting on a bus. And if there isn't one going exactly to your destination, Mm -hmm. you don't stay home and sulk. You take the one that's going closest to where you want to be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what I have said to my nieces, my nephews, and my children. This yeah. is what it is. You can get on that bus and you can event, you know, work to change the route to get it exactly where you want it to be. But we yeah, are no. not. Yeah. Oh, that bus isn't taking me all the way, so forget it. Yeah, the yeah. other bus is going straight into a ditch. That's yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh. So, Sue, thank you, thank you, thank you so much thank for you, joining us. Really it was a it. pleasure, yes. and we were. You are welcome back anytime. Um, let's do this again and. Um, I'm kind of, I got to go, you guys. I got some laundry to do. So um, I'm going to say goodbye. And uh, thank you so much for the conversation, Anita. Thank you, ladies. And Sue. Thank you again, Sue. All right. Seriously. Just a pleasure. Until next time. 